it's almost like when I'm talking with somebody else like in the room it's like my words bounce off of their aura and come back to me a different way and it's like I can hear myself through them and I get this kind of different perspective and so that's where the environmental authority comes in. Welcome to the Projector Guidance Podcast, your source for unlocking insight into human design. I'm your host, Brandi Yates, and in this episode, we have a special guest who will shed light on the fascinating world of mental authority. Join me as I sit down with Rebecca Davila, a 1-3 mental projector who generously shares her personal journey and embodied experience with this unique type of authority. If you've ever wondered what it's like to navigate life with mental authority, this episode is a must-listen. In our conversation, Rebecca candidly reveals how learning the art of soundboarding has completely transformed her life. She discusses the challenges she faced due to the scarcity of information on mental authority and how her discovery of soundboarding became a game changer. But there's more to mental authority that meets the eye. Rebecca unveils a profound truth. Despite having mental authority, she does not rely on her mind to make decisions. Instead, her mind serves as an outer authority for others, enriching their lives in profound ways. Prepare to be captivated as Rebecca shares a wealth of valuable information throughout this episode. We delve into the absorbing aura that characterizes projectors and explore the unique experiences of being a third line when facing mistakes in front of others. Rebecca's insights are eye-opening and will resonate deeply with all projectors and anyone seeking a greater understanding of human design. Now, before we move forward with the episode, I want you to pause and take a deep breath and enjoy. Now, Rebecca, I'm really excited to bring you on today because you're a 1-3 mental projector. And Mm -hmm. as I do embody, you know, the projector energy, I do not embody what it means to be a mental projector. And to me, that's one of the most challenging or most interesting authorities to have. And also it's one of the rarest authorities to have um, as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to bring you on today and just kind of pick your brain on how it has really manifested in your life and how you've come to ground yourself with that authority. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to share about it because like you said, there, there really isn't that much information about it for us. So I'm trying to spread the word and share. (laughs) Yeah. So how long have you been, um, I mean, experimenting with your human design? Um, It's been a little over three years now. It was December, 2019. So like right before quarantine and everything. So about to hit that three and a half year mark, turn the corner. (laughs) And it's just, it's changed so much about my life, knowing my human design. And it was really weird when I first learned it too. It's like, I looked at my chart and something in me just felt like, yes, this is it. But then of course I had no idea what I was looking at. Like it seems really weird and bizarre, but also like home. So it's been a fun journey. I relate to that so much because I mean, as soon as I found my human design, I didn't know much about it, but I'm like, this makes sense. And I know that there's so much more here that's going to help me between like just, oh, waiting for the invitation, like light bulbs and just so much clarity of being like, oh, so this is where I've been going wrong in all of my previous attempts. I get it now. Yes, (laughs) I know. Same. Because then I started looking back at some relationships. I'm like, oh, oh, no, I initiated that one. No wonder it blew up. 
exactly or jobs or like anything yeah yeah I mean I would go into jobs you know with my gate 31 here to be an influence I'm like how can I get to the top as quick and be this influence and I would really force you know this leadership in a sense of rather than letting it come naturally or waiting to be seen I was like see me hear me I can do this um you know <laughs> so I just caused a lot of chaos that was really unnecessary so it's been interesting yes I feel you on that 31's my unconscious north node and um yeah it's been interesting to unpack that one <laughs> yeah but I think you also have it in your conscious like Mars too don't you um yes I do yes so yeah when I first read about that one, it's been interesting because there's some powerful things like, like that influence and then I'm writing across a rulership and I was like you've got the wrong person like I'm the shy one that sits in the corner <laughs> what is happening um, but the more I just show up in who I am and embrace the mental projectorness and and the more I look at the everything as a whole I'm like okay no I'm just here I'm here to teach I'm here to help people so the influence just helps with that and my goal is for people to learn to themselves more and to love themselves more so it's been it's been fun yeah. So when it comes to mental authority, right? <clears throat> mental authority, for those of you who don't know, it's where uh, an individual doesn't have any definition below the throat center. So for Rebecca, you have a defined Ajna, you have a defined throat. And I mean, that can just be very energetic challenge because you have this defined mind that really wants to assist in making decisions, but you're also meant to like soundboard and receive things from your environment. So please talk to me about how you have really worked through and gained clarity with your authority. Um, yes, I think this is the part that saved my life because I would get stuck in my head and I it felt like it would take forever for me to make decisions on things and for to have languaging for this game changer so for me the huge thing was starting to realize who to talk to and who not to and to just embrace the fact that I do need to talk out loud about stuff because in the past like one time someone got upset at me when I was trying to talk through stuff and said that I was being really selfish because I was just asking her to take on all my energy and this was pre-human design so I didn't have words for it uh, but I knew that I needed to talk and so I would I just kind of shut myself down and so now I've I've been able to find people who are cool with it and I can just call them and say hey I just need to talk out loud about some stuff and they're there with me to do it and the fascinating it's thing is like when I'm talking that with somebody else like in the room it's like my words bounce off of their aura and come back to me a different way and it's like I can hear myself through them and I get this kind of different perspective and so that's where the environmental authority comes in you know it sounds weird like talk to different people in different environments but it's really because we absorb our environment so much so if we can just talk with somebody else then that's how we can recognize ourselves. and when we can do it in different environments and we pick up on different nuances of how to recognize ourselves based on that environment so that's that's the important thing and the huge thing too is talking with the correct people you know if someone's going to interrupt me it's 
it, it used to just, I would immediately get into anger mode because it's like, they're cutting me off from my intuition and that's the worst thing they could do. And they're just, they think they're helping, but they're not. So if there's um, anybody that's trying to interrupt or just trying to fix you or tell you what to do, that just doesn't work. And I think the biggest thing for mental projectors is realizing this and then realizing that we've surrounded ourselves with incorrect people and how do we move forward and find the correct people in the correct environment. So that's really just experimentation and pulling your energy, pull your energy away from the people that you've realized are incorrect for you and allow yourself to move into the correct environment. Okay. So it's not really what other people are saying to you. It truly is how you sound, how it sounds when it comes back to you and you kind of filtering it through and bouncing it off soundboarding of somebody else, but it's all about your words and how it's coming back to you. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to sum it up. And so I realized that the other person, like that can feel a little weird to just literally be a soundboard. It's like, I don't need you to say anything. I don't want you to say anything. I just need your energy. And it feels a little weird for me to realize that too. Um, but that's, I've, I've felt it and that's, that's the truth. And even if it's just like recently I started, I'm also a substitute teacher and I started this long-term position. And so I had this other teacher, I would just go in a room and talk about something and then I would just leave. So <laughs> it's like, I, d- I literally just need to say things out loud and then it, it releases the pressure out of my brain and helps me to understand what's actually happening. Mm. Mm. And you think that that release is coming from that undefined head center of yours. Like it gets so loud or that pressure or that inspiration. And so you talking it out also helps kind of release that mental anxiety that also gets stirred up in there. Yes. Yes. Cause it feels like, like the image I get is like all the inspiration comes in there and then it drops in my gate 47, which is my son. Right. And then it just gets stuck in the defined Ashta, um, especially prior to human designs. It's just rolling around trying to process and get the right aha moment. But luckily I have my 1156. And so I just imagine that when it comes out of the 1156, then it's able to come out as a shiny gold nugget instead of just getting rolled around in my head for so much. So that's how I imagine. And then I've started to notice that it is a little different for mental projectors who have an undefined throat because they just have so much definition in their mind and it's it's not as easy to soundboard. So the being in the correct environment is vital for them because then they get that connection from their throat to their ajna to be able to soundboard and get things out of their mind. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, with when you're doing this and actively doing it, it sounds like you're really tapping into like, you know, that collective programming, you know, so that you can kind of feel what's going on or how it truly resonates with you. And I find that so fascinating. So uh, that's why I wanted to bring you on to kind of hear it from you. (laughs) Cause like you said, there's not a lot of information. It's like soundboard, talk it out, be careful for your mind. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I I get the, the points, but like, I would really love to hear someone's experience with this and how it's coming clear for them because yeah, it just sounds, um, yeah, just, it's a, it's an interesting authority. I feel like to have. It is. Yes. And it's so annoying because Raw talks endlessly about how you're not meant to make decisions from your mind. Nobody's meant to make decisions from your mind. Oh, you're a mental projector here. All you have is your mind. Good luck with that. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. 
appreciate it. Do you have practices? I mean, because you do have a defined Ajna and you're not here to make mental decisions, but yet you're here to have this outer authority. Do you have practices to kind of quiet your mind so that you can become clear? Or I guess, would your practice just be, I just need to talk it out loud? Yes. So my morning routine is a non-negotiable and that includes some breath work and meditation and journaling. And I literally just journal whatever. Sometimes it's just nonsense and sometimes it's something insightful, but I'll just journal at least a page. It gets its stuff out there. And then um, I work out as well. And that has changed. I actually used to be a CrossFit coach and I would work out, I would do CrossFit five days a week because it got me out of my head and into my body. But um, then my body got very tired. So I'm figuring out <laughs> a different thing. But um, working out is is very essential because um, it helps tune me into my body and help me listen to my body. And then the journaling just helps the energy release out of my head as well. So those things are huge for me. And I can tell the difference when I when I don't do them. I actually had a stint last year that I just I don't know. I had this like major depressive time for like months. And then I realized I hadn't been journaling. So as soon as I started journaling again, things started turning around. So now it's just like, okay, this part of my life. <laughs> yeah. Now it's really interesting. <clears throat> you said that you have practiced or been in Reiki and EFT, and then you found human design and it kind of brought this whole new healing technique. So could you share what drew you or what brought healing with human design that maybe you didn't find with Reiki and EFT? Yeah, I think it was it was literally being able to see the map of my energy. I'm outer vision tone on both of my subconscious side. And so I've realized that seeing things really helps solidify things for me. So I think that was huge. The energy part saved me a lot, like Reiki saved me so much. EFT has helped me a ton. And so that energy work and that uh, calming of the nervous system, that's part of he healing and transitioning and all the deconditioning, huge. But seeing my energy pattern and being able to understand what's actually happening switched so much because I was still, even inside of the energy healing, I was still trying to be a generator, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was, I mean, at one point I was a CrossFit coach, a junior high coach, a basketball coach. And I had, I'm a single mom of two teenage boys. So I was doing CrossFit at like 4.30 and then I had basketball practice from 6.30 to 8. And then I coached all day at the junior high. And then my kid had basketball practice after that. And like, I don't know how I survived it, <laughs> but now giving myself permission to step back and say, you know what, you have an open body and a penetrating aura. Like you need this time alone this this is going to kill you and giving myself permission to step back and understand why I was stepping back and and to also release any ideas people had because I mean everybody has ideas like oh it was kind of affirming before like oh look she's a single mom and she's working so hard and she's doing these things like how cool and for me to step back and be like I'm I'm not doing that anymore and I got to be okay with people judging me for that then yeah <laughs> that was huge I feel so I relate to your story um a lot I used to be a CrossFit coach for for eight years you know and so I was okay, yeah. training 
because I competed, I was also a head coach and like try and you can't, you can't be an athlete and a great coach. Like, I'm sorry. It's really challenging to do both at the same time. Like you're either a great coach or you're a great athlete, but I was trying to put all the hats on and to be all the people, um, and just ran my body to the ground, right. Was completely tired Mm -hmm. and like developed a lot of habits that were not good for me in order to stay awake (laughs) and to stay up during those periods of time. Um, yes, but the biggest thing for me is it's also like what you said about giving yourself permission to step back and like letting people judge you. For me, it's like really been hard for me to not judge myself because I conditioned, I conditioned myself so much on like what health looked like and like, so you should be go doing this and you should be doing that. And like, now I I definitely don't have the same regimen anywhere close to it. And physique wise, you know, I'm not anywhere the same that I was, but I'm so much more healthy. Right. Um, so it's taken me a while to, to give myself that permission. Um, because yeah, I, I, I had in my mind, like, this is what you need to be, to be this health role model. Um, and I've really tried to like break that identity and really allowed myself to immerse myself in a new identity. So it's been a really, really interesting experience. I am so glad you brought that up because I've had the same struggle. Like my body, I had finally gotten my body to this place where I was like really proud of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you can see my muscles and this is great. And then it just stopped. I'm like, I can't, I can't. So now it's like, I don't recognize my body and it's a really bizarre feeling. And I, I want my muscles back, but I don't want to go back to CrossFit. (laughs) So, uh, but I was also... I was also talking to my friend, Jessie, who's a splenic projector and she does functional patterns. And so I've been working with her and she, she kind of combines human design and and the fitness stuff. And so she's like, well, it's no wonder, like I told her I felt heavy in CrossFit. Like, even though I was, I was not big, I had muscle, but I felt heavy and like, I felt big. She's like, well, yeah, you're a projector. You're not meant to carry all of that. So let's just switch how you build the muscle. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like I, right? I was, I was 9% body fat, but I was heavy. You know, I just, I walked yes. heavy, like I was just really heavy. And what's really crazy is when you even look at my face, I was bulky. Like there I was, yeah. Um, wow. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? So it's like now I'm technically bigger than I've ever been I'm not I'm still not giant but I feel lighter (laughs) it's a weird thing so now I'm just trying to find that balance yeah and that's crazy that you know you were so I mean I at least have a defined route so I get that that pulse I'm like let's go and let's do something but you're a classic (laughs) projector you don't have any motors defined so to hear your story and to hear how you were exerting yourself um, you know, it makes perfect sense why exhaustion and burnout were served to you on a, on a gold platter there. Yes. Yes. But it took me getting COVID to, to, you know, when I finally, I had to stop for two weeks and it was two years ago when you still had to quarantine for like two weeks. And after that, my body was like, okay, can we just keep doing this, please? Like, let's, let's not go back. I did go back and I did a half Murph like right after, but then I just, I haven't been back since. Half Murph, that's still a lot. That's still. 
I know. Well, and I was in such good shape that it was like no big deal. It was like nothing to do a half Murph. And my parents, it was their first time doing Murph. So I ran like the last half mile with them to, and I was like, I was a struggle because I'm like, I've finally gotten this amazing shape where I could just casually do a half Murph after recovering from COVID. And I just want to stop. Like, are you serious? But my body is grateful. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so one of the things that I wanted to ask you, especially with, since we're talking about energy and the way that we're, you exert it, how have you approached business differently since discovering your human design? Um, this one has been very interesting to unpack because I do not fit any of the typical molds. I I got I had more than one business coach and they were both managers. And the second one I got on purpose because I thought like I was still deconditioning. And I was like, if I get this manager with a defined heart, then I'll get access to that energy. And that'll help me like get the oomph going in my business. Right. Ended up being super toxic and just so many wrong things with it. So I learned a lot about what not to do. And that's when I realized, um, because, okay, like one of the things she wanted me to do is show up every single day in my stories and sell my offer. And I just, couldn't even though I like sometimes I felt like I would and she's like you're barely talking about it like no I swear I've been doing stuff and I realized for me I I chose to be consistent in my inconsistency and to listen to my energy more than this other person because if I a mental projector am any like any sort of any sort of bitterness showing up and asking you to pay me for stuff like that's how it's going to come across like will you just pay me for this so I can stop doing this <laughs> you know instead of hey, here's how I guide you and support you and love on you. So I had to really switch the energy of that and be okay with the inconsistencies because the big thing in business is like, oh, you got to do stuff every day and three posts a day and all this stuff. And once I started listening to my energy, I realized like sometimes on TikTok, I won't post things for a few days, but I'll open the app and I still got followers and I still got likes and people still favorited my videos and people are still asking me questions on comments it didn't just stop. So it's better for me to do that. So that was a huge thing, just really honoring my energy in that and ignoring the defined heart manager. <laughs> like I can't keep up with that. It's fine. <laughs> so that's been huge. And then also switching to the, the invitation thing was weird to, to move into as well, because, you know, you got to have an offer and you got to do all these things and to move into the invitation piece. I I just had to realize if I own my energy, I'm a one, three mental projector. Like I'm here to know a bunch of stuff and to teach you how to do things better because I did it wrong the first time. So I just would put stuff out there and say, Hey, I'll, I'll do readings. And, and I also have this new offering right now called aligned AF and it's a digital book. It's about 50 plus pages of it's a customized book. And so Whenever I just talk about it, it's like, hey, I have this thing that I do, then people show up. That's the other weird thing is that if I freak out and I put a lot of energy into doing everything right, it's like a ghost town. But if I just throw something out, I'm like, hey, I do this thing, cool. And then I put my phone down and go hang out and do something else. Like I'll come back and I'll have an an order. It's It's when I chill and I kind of forget about it 
that things happen and it that's been the annoying part honestly because I do want to like do the things like the A plus student in me is like no here's a rubric and here's how you do it and here's how you get the A but for my energy it's like no you gotta just chill <laughs> so that's been it's like yeah typical three line like going through all the all the things figuring out what doesn't work in order to figure out what does work hopefully that answered the question <laughs> it did it really really did I mean like when you said to show up and to talk about your offers I was like absolutely not every day like every day you want me to show up and be like here order this here order that like to me as a projector I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even think I would really give that advice because you're here to get recognized. And I feel like saying, here's my offer and here's this is almost like you're trying to manipulate a recognition mm -hmm. or you're trying to force an invitation and you cannot manipulate or force invitations as a projector. If you try to, it's, you're going to feel bitter. The exchange is not going to feel successful. Um, and so that's what I've realized is like, you just have to show up in these areas where you can be seen and educate and to share your resources and to deliver the information. And those who resonate with what you are delivering will want more rather than, um, yes. you know, trying to preach like this is, and that works for some people, you know, there are some people that do it and I'm like, Oh, that works for them. And that, that, that makes sense. But for a projector, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, especially for that person, if they had a defined heart, I could really see them being able to speak about their desires, right? And showing up and being able to speak about what they want on the material plane. But for me, it's more like with an undefined heart, it's more about showing people that like, hey, you're in your not self and you're showing up mm -hmm. in a way that's not really aligning with you how can we heal this stuff around your self-worth how can we bring you back to your sense so i feel like it's two different methods depending on whether you have a defined center or whether you don't have a defined center yeah for sure and thinking back like if you looked at this coach's stuff like it makes sense because again classic manager and so she shows up excited about stuff sure like that's gonna work for her but it's like, I don't have, that's not what I'm here to do. That's not what I'm here to shine. So just like, just like you said, so that's, what's really interesting to me too. And I'll, I'll see people, like you said, that get real successful in that. So I'll just watch people and how they sell stuff and how they show up on stuff and then get to know their design. Cause this coach did say she was a human design expert as well. And so I thought I'd be safe as a mental projector. No. <laughs> So um, it's, that's, that's just the beautiful thing is that there's no one right way to do it. We're, we're studying the science of differentiation. We're here to point out how different and unique and beautiful everybody is. So to show up and say, this is the way to sell offers is unethical and dumb. That's the way you showed up and sold your offers and it worked great for you. And I'm happy for you, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody and let's switch the language in here. And so that is something that I, I feel like I'll be doing in the future is helping people with business stuff. I think I'm just still three lining things. I had a little mini offering with some people um, where we did a boss babes thing and it was really cool. But that's just something I get really passionate about because I think that we're in this environment where more and more people can be entrepreneurs and have businesses for themselves. And there's so much information out there. Like, let's get it 
unique for you. Let's figure figure out what's going on for you and how to make you successful regardless of what everybody else is doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like, uh, well, like where I'm at, I'm currently, I'm in like, I'm studying, right? I, and I do self-study. So it's, it, it feels like it takes longer Same. for, to really learn things and to really embody them, um, which is cool, which is fine. Everything's fine. We're going slow at our own little pace. <laughs> um, but I actually just started diving into to money and, and the business. There's a course that I have and I haven't gotten too far in it. So I do not feel confident really diving into it. But what I really, I guess I'm really starting to understand is that you can make money from your undefined centers, right? And then yes. look at your gates that are defined in your undefined centers. You want to go to the third line and you want to look at that keynote. Yes. And it's like, that is what you're selling. So like, I think for you, well, I guess I'll just speak for me. Like for me, um, I have the 40th gate in the heart center. And I believe the third line from mm -hmm. gate 40 is all about humility, how to be humble in what you're doing, how to bring yourself back to, um, you know, that loyalty or that self-worth that you have. Um, so yeah, that's where I feel like I'm going to go next is that business side and learning how to help people. Cause I feel like I get questions a lot. They're like, how do I make money from my design? Yes. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? What's my job? And I'm like, hold on. I, I, I know you guys feel like it's like, oh, accounting this, that there's like no one pathway that's really going to give you the answer. It's like we, you and I can collaborate and really put things through your authority. Like whatever I say, it doesn't mean that it's correct. I need you to run this through your authority to make sure that this is correct for you. Yes. And that's what I'm here as a guide to do. It's just to kind of give you these options, but ultimately it's up to you to run it through to make sure that it fits for you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And that's why I'm love your vibe and I love that people are starting to do this more where it's like like I'm not the guru I'm not claiming to be this expert like I personally have a ton of one lines and I'm fear motivation so I've come to realize I know a lot of things but you have to know what's correct for you like let's teach you how to run through your authority and how your energy works and all of that and and yeah that's that money course I've worked through that too it's so fascinating it made me feel better about being a three line too <laughs> yeah yeah me too I was like oh okay there's a there's some positivity here with the third line because the third line is all about the material plane so when you look at any game mm -hmm. looking at the third line it's about bringing and creating and adapting things on the material level um, cause you know, third lines are just here to find the truth. They're here to work through the Maya and to see what's truthful and what isn't working. Um, so it makes a lot of sense when you think about it from that third line perspective. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Now, one of the things that I recognized with you, because I did it, one of the first interviews I did was, I don't know if you know Tangie, she's on TikTok, but she's a 1-3 splenic projector, and you're a 1-3 mental okay. projector. 1-3s, mm -hmm. you guys are fascinating. I feel like I need to hire a 1-3 to help me with my foundation and what I have going on because I looked and I'm like looking at your website and I'm like, I love the layout. I love the flow. And I was the same thing about hers. And it's like the structure and the foundation and the security. I absolutely <laughs> love it. One question I do have, I saw that you had a 
human design body graph that's on your page. Do you pay for a subscription to have that or how did you get that? How did you do it? Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's bodygraph.io and uh, yeah, so I paid for the the subscription to have that on my site, but then you can customize it. They have all these ways you can customize with colors and background and even the shapes of the um centers and, and the shapes of the arrows and like everything you can customize it to really fit your vibe and then I, I really liked them because it also gave the information for the variables and I mean I have mixed things like I think it, it can be a little too much when somebody's first looking at the design but at the same time like I it's probably my one line like I want that information to be there for when they are ready to really unpack that aspect of it yeah Cool. Cause I was looking at that. Cause that's something that I want. And then I saw that you had it and that's literally, um, yeah, something that I'm working on building. So I saw that and I wanted to ask you because it's just a great way to bring people in and to get them into a funnel and just, you know, because there are so many yes. people that go to pull their chart. And I'm like, this is a great way just to grab thousands of emails, especially through TikTok. Um, so I thought that was a really brilliant way in order for you to gather that, um, that email list for yourself. Yes. Well, it was a whole three line experience because I had some um, video is again, one of the random ones where I was like sitting in my closet talking about being a Valley's person and it blew up and people are like, how do I find this out? How do I... And then other people are commenting, being helpful, right? Like, oh, go to this site or go to that site. And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, like, I think it's time to invest because <laughs> this would be like, you know, hundreds of people. I'm like, no, go, go to my site. I'll help you. <laughs> So yeah, it, I'm sure everybody figured out the correct place to go for them. But that that was the the ticket for me where I was like, okay, no, we're doing this now. Yeah. I'm gonna hop on that that train because I just don't see yeah. I don't see why not. And I think like you can even yeah. start like having your own app too. Like I was doing research and I think you can not only have your own little, yeah, little body graph on your website, I think you can transfer it into an app too. Holy moly. AI, the time man. we live in right now is so fascinating. It really is. It really is. Technology just blows my mind. It really does. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, did you have any questions for myself today? For you? Okay. So here's, here's the thing. Anytime somebody says that, it's like, I've never had a question in my life. <laughs> any other time I'd be like yes I have a thousand questions but if you <laughs> if you pull it out then <laughs> it's so weird but okay um I am curious about the three five okay because I I had a reading with someone recently and of course the original languaging like the barter heretic you know I had this client she's fairly new she's like that just sounds terrible I don't want to do it <laughs> I was like let's let's try to unpack this though but I get it because the three line is rough the five line has all the projections and like um I would love to hear from your perspective about the beauty of the three five and you know, especially for anybody else who's like brand new into this and yeah. Beauty. Normally it's like straight to the not beauty. So give me a second to, to the beauty of it. Um, I mean, I think that the beauty of it is, well, once you get through it, cause like what's, what is challenging is like 
when you don't fulfill a projection, because it's it's your body that's being projected on, right? And so you have to project yourself outwards to really live up to these images. And like, I feel like I've been living up to all these images my entire life, whether they're my images or someone else's images, like it's just, I'm trying to live up to this projection of an image. And so what's really interesting is that when you fail that image, right? When you don't give them what they're looking for, this is where the adapting for the third line really comes in. It's like, okay, well, we're going to adapt and shift and we're just going to move on. So it's like, I don't carry it as deep or as long as let's say somebody who's a two, five or a five, two, like that second line, when mm -hmm. they don't live up to a projection, it really carries in their frequency and then they hermit and they go back and they really shy away. So I think the beautiful thing is that there's this, there's this real ambition and this drive when you can get past that you have failed because it truly is going to happen. You're going to, um, you know, not live up to these projections or you're going to impulsively make a decision and get into a relationship that doesn't align with you. It's all part of the experimentation process. But I think the beautiful thing is this knowing, knowing that it's your truth and <clears throat> you know, that's the martyr part of it, right? Like you have your truth, you're mm -hmm. going to stand by your truth. But I think, you know, as a third line is I have to truly, like you can tell me your experience and that's great. That's dandy. I'm glad you had it. But unless I go through that experience, it's like, I really can't understand the depth and the value that comes from it. So for me being this third line, like, yes, there's trial and error, but I'm willing to try anything. Like, what is it? Let's do it. Let's give it a try. So there's this, you know, there's a lot of spark that can come from that and a lot of fire that can truly ignite. It's just whether or not it's the right fire for you, or rather it's something that really is going to, um, you know, be successful. And that's why it's really important to follow your strategy and your authority, which is something that prior to human design, you know, I wasn't following my strategy and my authority. I was like, sure, this projection, sure, mm -hmm. sure, sure. Let's just, let's just project. Let's just live up to everyone's standards that they have set for me. Um, and so, you know, the beautiful thing as well is, is putting up boundaries and knowing that like, I'm really good with strangers, like phenomenal mm. with strangers. And that's something where like, I need to be very comfortable with knowing that like, I'm not going to have an influence on my network. I'm not going to have an influence on my close group of people unless shit hits the fan. When things hit the fan, then they're like, hey, we need help. Hey, what's this? You know, um, so it's mm -hmm. really um, the beautiful thing is it is the trial and error process, but it's more about just owning that like this is part of the process. This is the way that you're going to grow. It's like if I'm not experimenting and if I'm not testing, I'm truly not growing because I'm not allowing myself to experiment because I'm scared of failing. I'm scared of having to adapt. Mm -hmm. So it's really just allowing myself to be open to making mistakes. But man, mentally, it's a hard thing to kind of wrap your head around, you know, because it's 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 part of the personality. It's not my body. It's it's the way that my mind operates. And so there is this huge stigma to where I don't believe I'm enough or I don't believe that I'm worthy or I don't believe that like that I should do this when in reality I'm meant to experiment and I'm meant to make mistakes. And so it is about having that grace, which I feel like is it's the beautiful thing, but also like the most challenging thing as well. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I totally relate to that. And I'm, one more I'm curious about because sometimes I get in my martyr zone because I have that three lines of conscious and an open body and then the projector aura that just penetrates and absorbs, right? So how do you feel like, I feel like it's a hard combination to have the penetrating aura that just wants to absorb the people so that we can guide, but then also a three line that's kind of bumping around. Have you experienced any overwhelm with that? I mean, you're conscious and you're not a mental projector. So there's like a different vibe. So I'm just curious if you've related to that at all, or if it's just comes across really different to you. When you say challenge and you mean from like, when you mean, hmm, I guess I'm trying to make the connection of like the third line and the penetrating aura. Do you mean like when I'm like, when I'm working with other people? Um, Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this is helping me differentiate. So I think for me, it's against as a subconscious and I have the open body. It's almost like if I mess up, I'm like falling on my face in front of a group of people. And then I can feel everything that they are thinking or feeling about me. Right. Like, and if I mess up, then it's like undefined solar plexus is freaking out. And like all the openness is freaking out. Right. And so I've had to learn to tamper that a bit um but it's again that three line like I have to go do those things in order to learn and to grow like I can't understand it unless I do it um but with you having it on the conscious side it just it feels a little different I don't know I just felt like I needed to unpack something for a second but I don't know if it's making any sense <laughs> it does make sense because now I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying because you're saying like what it feels like because when you absorb people's auras so like when you're failing in front of people how does that you know impact you as a projector and so for me you know I've because it's my fifth line is my body. Like I feel like when I am messing up, right. Because of the aura and the way you can absorb it. It's like, I intuitively know like shit, fuck I've messed up. Damn it. Just like I'm dropping the ball. Um, I'm losing my reputation. They're gonna hate mm -hmm. me. Uh, this is failing horribly. And you just, you know it. And as a projector, you can feel it. And it's like that instant bitterness and you're just like shit. Right. And then that's where my mind, where mm -hmm. you, you know, you have a, a, a one line mind. So I feel like your mind is like investigating and trying to figure out, okay, well, how can we create this more stable? Whereas my mind's like, mm -hmm. okay, we fucked up, cut the cord. We're moving on. Let's shift. Let's get out of here like let's run for our life because you have just you've got to adapt and so sometimes adapting right bonds made broken is just like let's just cut this off and let's just go start something new which I always thought was a bad thing you know I've changed so much and I've gone in this direction and that direction and truly have gone all over the place um but yeah, I've, with my open G center, like, and knowing that it's been able to have a lot of grace with myself and like, you don't need to stay the same. You're allowed to change and to adapt. Yes. Yes. But I feel that too. Well, like even with my username, like I filled out your thing and I had a username and then like two days later, I was like, I got to change it. <laughs> like things are happening. <laughs> Three line open G, like it's just time. And, and yeah, it's just it, even simple things like that. So thank you. Thank you for going down that thought experiment with me. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, Rebecca, you mentioned your um, your offers that you have, but I also think you have like a, 
you have like a HD one-on-one course coming up in the summer. Do you want to share that with people? Sure. Yeah. Um, so that started from an invitation as well. This is one of the interesting things where back to back, a couple of clients after a, a session asked me if I taught human design. And after the second one, I was like, well, sure. Now I do. Yes. Let me, let me throw it together. Three line style. <laughs> and so I put it together and I, I, um, proposed it to her and she's like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. So I was like, okay, let's put it, let's put it out there and see if anybody else wants to jump on board. Um, so that's the weird, like invitation slash, you know, being a lighthouse telling people what's going on. Um, but it's a 12 week course. It'll be kind of a mix of, um, pre-recorded stuff plus, uh, one-on-one weekly times to, to teach and to have Q and A's. And, um, it's, it's very much a one, three thing where, you will 100% get the foundation of information, but then I also want to be able to communicate how to embody this for yourself. Like, it's great if you know this stuff, but how how do you embody it? So that's where um, there will likely be some energy stuff in there as well to really get in touch with your openness and your definition and different things. So the idea is for you to be able to read charts. It's um, getting into the you know, the types, the authorities, the strategies, the energetics of the centers. We don't go deep into the gates or channels just yet. It's really about getting into the energy of the body graph so that you can read body graph chart for yourself, for your family, or if you have a business that you want to be able to integrate some of this into your business, then you'll be able to do that with this. Um, It starts the beginning of June and yeah, I'm excited about it. That sounds exciting. And you also like just even just a little exchange also just made me feel a little better because I'm doing all these interviews, right? And and all of you are, are really excelling and showing up. I've been interviewing a lot of projectors and so really putting your self in positions to be seen, but people, um, you know, they're doing webinars and they're doing this. And I just feel like I haven't done any of those things yet. Now, what you just said was, you know, you've been invited in, like people asked you like, hey, are you doing this? And I feel like with me, I've been invited in the past for more YouTube style, but I haven't really figured out what it is that I, or the direction in my open G center. I feel like I'm just waiting for some invitation or for something to be like, okay, this is the direction that I'm going. Um, so I feel like for me and my business, it's always kind of like just waiting for that next direction or waiting for that invitation on like which direction I'm going to go in. Um, and so hearing you say that just brought a little more clarity. And like, I haven't really received an invitation that's felt right for me where I've jumped the gun. Um, yeah. So that made me feel a little easier. So yeah, you're sharing just brought some clarity. Oh, good. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad because it is a weird thing. And like, I'm hearing your feedback helps me too, because I like, I'm over here by myself. Like, I don't know. These people asked me to do it. So hopefully they like, it actually happens. I don't know. So yeah, I just got to keep talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Rebecca, I think that it's all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining on here. It really, truly brought a lot of clarity, um, just in the way that mental projectors are meant to show up. I feel like I have a deeper understanding to be able to share that authority when I come across it in a more deeper and more compassionate way. Because before I was just like, yeah, you're soundboarding, you know, you're bouncing it off, but I really didn't understand the depth of it. So hearing your explanation Mm -hmm. brought, um, a lot of light to that. So I want to thank you for coming on here and really just sharing your experience. 
Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation. I'm always happy to talk about this um, to help all the mental projectors because there is there is even nuance within that I didn't even think to talk about. So <laughs> um, just keep experimenting with it for any mental projectors out there. Just keep experimenting and ob observe how it feels in your body whenever you're soundboarding. That's the best thing I can I can say. It's really listening to your own body while you're soundboarding. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Rebecca. You've been such a treat. I will be in touch to let you know when the episode's going to be released. Thank you for joining us today for this enlightening episode on unlocking the power of mental authority with Rebecca Davila. I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to Rebecca for taking the time to connect with us and generously share her wisdom and knowledge about the intricacies of being a mental projector. Her personal experiences and insights have provided invaluable guidance for all of us seeking a deeper understanding of this unique authority type in human design. Thank you all for tuning in and joining us on this journey of exploration and self-discovery. I genuinely hope that this episode has offered you valuable insight and sparked inspiration for your own human design journey. Remember to subscribe to the Projector Guidance Podcast for more engaging episodes, expert interviews, and transformative discussions. By staying connected, you'll continue to receive guidance and support as we delve into various aspects of human design. Until next time, may each of you embrace the power of human design, honor your true essence, and thrive in the magic that unfolds when we live in alignment with our authentic selves.